We're going to start discussing now, Bezrat Hashem, in the next couple of days, different uh, prohibitions that existed from before the time of Chazal and the time of Chazal against foods of non-Jews. Well, uh, oil, for instance, uh, was a gzera that was made, but that was later cancelled. Gzera was made, you can't enjoy oil of going, but it was later cancelled because it's almost impossible not to... Uh, not to use it it's a very common ingredient which used many different things that was cancelled but other things such as uh, pat akum breads um, yain uh, wine of akum wine of non-jews etc uh, these are serious xeros uh, and we'll be discussing them uh, we'll talk about milk of, uh, milk of a non-jew and certainly uh, bishul yakum general bishul yakum general cooks co- uh, food which was cooked by a non-jew but we'll t- begin today with the um, discussion about an isur the prohibition of pat akum of bread made by a non-Jew. The logic, of course, between most of the Xerot is not a kashrut um, uh, issue. Sometimes it can be, but mostly it's a Xerot chitun. The idea being that we don't want to have a situation where there's so much uh, social interaction between Jews and non-Jews. We're not exactly afraid, of course, that uh, if you uh, have uh, an, uh, 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 your boss's uh, wife cooks you a, uh, a loaf of bread, then you're going to jump and marry his daughter. But it's uh, it's a uh, harchaka. It keeps you away. Uh, and we obviously have interactions with non-Jews, and that's one thousand percent okay. But we just have to keep that social distance to uh, maintain our, our our separateness. That we're not going to have too close relationships, and which would, would create. Um, Challenges certainly in the area of chitun, etc. Uh, so when it comes to pat uh, akum, on one hand, we are um, more machmir uh, than say regular bishlakum because any type of uh, bread which is defined as bread, I mean, if it's good or not good, taste or not taste, it would be prohibit- prohibited. Uh, as opposed, for instance. Uh, Bishul Akum, we'll talk about Bishul Akum, Goyesh, uh, cooked food, is only if it's Roi Lotos Shukham Lachim, if it's Chashuva food. Uh, here it says, make a difference what type it is, um, uh, a bread, it's going to be prohibited. On the other hand, whether it's good or bad, on the other hand, uh, there are certain leniences because bread is a very common staple, and we, in certain situations we do need to be lenient. The prohibition is uh, bread baked by a non Jew. Uh, baked bread on Jew, as I said right now uh, earlier, does it make a difference if it's uh, fancy bread or not fancy bread? If it was, if it, if it was baked by non-Jew, it's prohibited. Um, if it was, it has to be defined as bread. If it was, uh, say, cornbread, one of the five standard grains, if it's made out of, say, rice or corn, then it's not defined as bread. It's defined as bishul akum. And then, as I mentioned briefly a second ago, it would depend whether it's chashuv or not. Um, Anything which is which, which is close to bread, i.e., you make a mizona such as crackers and cookies, they too would be prohib- uh, included in this prohibition. If a Jew uh, managed to somehow or another uh, uh, take part in the process of baking, then the bread is not pat akum. So if, if the Jew turned on the fire, if the Jew put the uh, dough in, if he raked, if he um, I don't know did something with the coals or turned the fire up and down or down and up rather. And then, uh, or something like that. Then that's uh, if you even according, we even pass it. If you throw in a, a small uh, piece of uh, twig into the fire, that is uh, that is already makes it a pat Israel, not pat akum. The logic is simply that the point is that you need to know that pat akum is prohibited, uh, and therefore you'll keep your distance and you you realize how special we are in that sense. Uh, the minute you've done something which which demonstrates that, then it then it becomes mutar. So by definition, these things then are not considered to be pat akum. I mentioned earlier that there is a leniency in pat akum and the bread of an anju, and the leniency is what we call pat palter. Pat palter is bread which was not baked by a um, 
by uh, by a person, by a personal person, uh, a homemaker, but rather a pat aku, a pat palter is something which is baked by a bakery for a large distribution. Right? If you go to the supermarket and you buy loaves of bread, that's pat palter. The logic is over here is very simple that. Uh, if uh, it, when is a person prohibited to have that uh, pat akum if it's baked in a more intimate setting but the minute that the bread, bread was not baked for you it was baked for a uh, a large consumption by a bakery which is which is disseminating it amongst a huge, huge amount of stores etc then that's uh, already socially distant uh, to use today's terminology and that would be permitted so therefore the halacha is that if there's no Jewish bread you can eat pat palter. If there is Jewish bread uh, found easily, such as in Israel today, then there's no uh, leniency to buy a pat palter. In New Zealand, uh, we were privileged to tra- travel there several years ago. All the bread in New Zealand, at least it was uh, about uh, when I was there about 15, 16 years ago, all the bread there is pat palter because there's generally speaking no Jewish bread. Uh, you have to, of course, ensure that the ingredients are kosher. That goes without saying. That uh, then it's then, but then if assuming the ingredients are kosher, then pal palter when there's no pat yisrael available becomes mutar.